0: Would you turn, please, this morning to Scripture that we've been looking at on this series for some time now. John chapter 3 and uh, Romans chapter 8. We've been on a series called Not Guilty. If you hadn't been with us, I encourage you to get the previous messages, not because uh, I preached them or taught them, but because of the truths in the Word that'll make you free, and uh, it's available to you at no charge. Go online, download it, or go back in the Word Supply area and get you a CD or a DVD, and, and feed this into your spirit. This is something that much of the church world has not gotten. Uh, Not that we claim to have gotten it all, but uh, how many of you, just from hearing these things, meditating on them the last few weeks, you're more encouraged about who you are in Christ. Some things are changing in the way you see things and are doing things. It is so important. uh, Feed your faith until the doubt is pushed out. In John 3 and 14, Gospel account of John chapter 3 verse 14 said, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Keep reading. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For, verse 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him Should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you believe in him? I want to see a hand. I want to hear a voice. Do you believe in him? Say it out loud. "I I I believe in him. I believe in him. Verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. Just like we were talking earlier, much of the church world has gotten it wrong about accusing God of being the destroyer. Also, much of the church world has gotten it wrong by accusing God of being the condemner. The condemner. What does the word condemn mean? We've gone over this before, but it basically means to judge down or against to judge guilty. And if you're judged guilty, you're deserving of sentencing or punishment. So found or judged guilty slash deserving of punishment. Did God come to find us guilty? And to pronounce punishment on us. If he'd have wanted us guilty. And deserving of punishment. All he'd have had to do is. Nothing. Right. Just leave us like we were. Because that's where we were. No. He came. So we wouldn't be judged. He was judged in our place. And took our sentencing and punishment. So we would not be condemned. God is not the condemning one. He's not condemning you. He's not condemning me. That we need to get our language corrected. Have you ever heard somebody say. Man I was in that service. And I heard that sermon. And God really condemned me. The Holy Spirit really condemned me about some things. No he didn't. (laughs) No he didn't. You got it wrong. You're saying it wrong. The Holy Spirit will convict You, different word, different meaning. Convict is also akin to the word convince. He will convince you of what is true and right and good. And if you're not in line with it, your own heart will condemn you. But that's not God condemning you. That's your own heart. I'm quoting 1 John 3. About your own heart condemning. So, no, said out loud God is, not God is not the condemner. And look at this verse again God didn't send Jesus into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Thank you, Lord. Keep reading. He that believes on him is not condemned or not found guilty. Not deserving of sentencing or punishment. I heard you wave your hand just a minute ago. And adamantly say you believe in him. Then is this part true? I want to know again. Who believes in him? Then you are not condemned. You are not guilty. You are not found and judged guilty. And thereby not deserving of punishment. If you're not guilty, you deserve no punishment. (laughs) I'm getting funny looks across the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. This should not be strange to us, but it hasn't been taught and preached decade after decade, century after century, like it should have been. The church has been preached to that if you believe on Jesus, you're saved from hell. But the church has not been preached to that it is righteous. The church has been preached to that it is forgiven. Not that it's been made righteous. You are more than saved from hell. <laughs> Ooh, come on, somebody listening this morning. <laughs> now, saved from hell is a lot. <laughs> you know that but what Jesus did did more for us than save us now you've got to think about this you hear people talk about well you know uh, oh I'm not righteous no 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 holy are you kidding no I'm just an old sinner saved by grace and we all sin Every day, every one of us sin every day. How do you know? How do you know? well we just that's what we are no, 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 wrong. you were an old sinner. if you have been saved, now you're a saint, oh brother key. <laughs> I'm not a saint. If you're not a saint, then you ain't. Ain't saved. What do you mean, Brother Key? There's only two ways of being right with God that you could possibly believe in. One is your works, doing good things so you could be accepted of God And considered to be right and good. And the Bible said. Nobody. Is saved by that. And that's where people stop. And get stuck in. Our righteousness. Is as filthy rags. Nothing we could do. Could ever. Make us good enough. Right enough. Innocent enough. To not be condemned or guilty. That is unacceptable. But the other thing the Bible talks about is saved by grace and faith through what Jesus has done. He took our sins. He became sin with our sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Did he really become sin with your sin? Then you've really been made righteous with his righteousness. Right? Right? Either you're as righteous in the sight of God as He is, or you're not righteous at all. Because it's His righteousness that we have. (laughs) I hear some rusty gears breaking loose. Looks like, huh, huh? Huh? Check me out. Read the Scriptures. Now we've been on this for weeks now. And a lot of folks have already heard scriptures and so if you're sitting here for the first time going, "Well, I don't know if that's right or not. Don't take my word for it. Put your nose in this book. But don't just take somebody else's word for it either, even though you've heard it for decades or all your life. Is it true that he was made sin with your sin? Did it happen? Then is it true that you've been made righteous with his righteousness? 2 yes. Corinthians 5.21 said, put it up on the screen for us. God has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Why? In order to accomplish what? There it is on the screen. To accomplish what? That we might be what? Made. You can't earn this righteousness. You can't become good enough. It's not boasting in you when you say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. You're not bragging on you. You didn't do it. I said, you didn't do it. But was it done? Yes. Said out loud, I have, been made I have been made. The righteousness of God. The righteousness of God in Christ. In Christ. Hallelujah. Now what does that mean? It means, among other things, not condemned. Not guilty. Right literally means just. It also means innocent. Just, right, innocent. It's the opposite of being guilty. So we just got through reading in John three eighteen. He that believes on him is what? Not condemned. condemned. He that believes not is condemned already because he's not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that lights come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Somebody say, not me. me. I I love him. I love light. I believe, in him, I believe in him and I am not guilty. And I am not guilty. <laughs> Lord. In Romans the 8th chapter, Romans the 8th chapter in the first verse, he said, there is therefore what? <laughs> now, no condemnation. Condemna- what is condemnation? Is. Well, one of the better words is guiltiness. 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 What's attached to guiltiness? Shame. Why are you ashamed? Because you are to be blamed or you are guilty. If you're to be blamed and ashamed because of your guilty, you're also fearful because of dreading the punishment that you know you deserve, you know is coming. The church has not been taught in many places. To boldly affirm, I'm not condemned. I've been made right with God through what Jesus has done. In fact, the church has been taught to sing about and confess its sin continuously. I'm just an old sinner. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. People think this is good, they think it's humility. But it's contrary. To New Testament. Where in the Bible does he tell you to say in the New Testament. To talk about how unworthy you are. To talk about your sins. To talk about your failures. To talk about your mistakes. Where does it tell you to do that? Then why do people do it? Why are millions singing about it? And doing it continuously. It's because of religious tradition. That has replaced the Bible. God didn't send Jesus to condemn us. Did he? He sent him to justify us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say "Thank thank you Lord? Keep reading. There is what? Therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Keep going. For the law of the spirit of life. Say it out loud. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Keep reading. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin. In the flesh. He condemned the thing that was condemning you. <laughs> he judged the thing that was judging you. Woo. Don't you love Him, saints? Verse 4: that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. The law. Showed our inferiority. The law showed our inability. To be righteous by our own works. But Jesus came. So we could be righteous anyhow. By faith. In him. Can you say amen. Amen. Turn with me to Proverbs the 28th chapter. I know that some people don't like the sound of this kind of preaching. To them it sounds arrogant. It doesn't sound humble to them. Because it's not what they're used to hearing. I want you to know who else doesn't like this kind of preaching. (laughs) The devil. And his bunch. Because it scares them. It shakes them. Because of this verse you're about to read. Right here. Proverbs 28. Arrogance. Is a bad thing. Pride is an evil, devilish thing. Boldness is not. (laughs) Boldness is a good thing, a godly thing. And Proverbs 28 tells us, verse 1, the wicked flee when nobody's chasing them. (laughs) Why? Well, the last part gives you insight. But the righteous are what? Bold as, bold as a lion. Who's bold as a lion? Righteous. Who is righteous? Yeah. You say, oh, I don't know about that. Well, then you're condemned. <laughs> There's not a third category here. <laughs> That's like saint or ain't. You're either saved or you're lost. You're in or you're out. You're a believer or an unbeliever. Yeah. Which are you? Believe. Which are you? Believe. Then are you righteous yes. or condemned? Righteous. Which one? Righteous. Washed clean, innocent? Are yes. yes. guilty, deserving of punishment? No. Hmm? No, no. Life, eternal life, or death? Life. No, righteous life. Yes. Well, the righteous, and you told me you were. Yes. Are what? Oh. bold. Bold. Come on, you need to practice that a little bit. (laughs) Say it out loud. The righteous Righteous. are bold. bold. (laughs) You know, this is not bold. Looking at me like, why does he keep raising his voice? (laughs) Why don't you join us? Everybody say it out loud. The righteous righteous are bold. The lion who's the righteous? Say I am. I am am. you are the righteous? Then what else are you? Bold. Bold as a lion. Lions are not known for timidity nor fearfulness. Have you ever seen a lion? Most people have seen one in the zoo. You don't want to see one in the wild. (laughs) At least not close up. Studying on this, I've seen some footage. I saw a lion that, you know, it's the reason why it said lion instead of some other, even some other big cat. I saw some footage of a lion that was attacked by five tigers. And he backed down all of them. It was amazing. He looked at them. I mean, have you ever looked into the eyes of a lion? No. <laughs> and really probably one born in captivity that's always paced to sale is not the same. A lion, full-grown male, born in the wild. you talking about coming up on the streets. Uh-uh, this ain't coming up on the street. Coming up in the eat-or-be-eaten jungle. I mean, I've seen on these, uh, you know, National Geographic shows and things like that, a lion look a bull elephant right in the eye. I mean, this thing is, just look at him like, you want some of this? (laughs) I will take you down, big boy. They are absolutely fearless. The look in their eye is just, makes you want to run and hide. (laughs) Because when they see you, they see a snack. (laughs) I don't care what kind of gun you got. I mean, they're not scared. If they die, they die. But you're not scaring them. How about the righteous? How about the righteous? Say it out loud. The righteous righteous. are are bold as a lion. Has the church been preached to that you're supposed to be bold as a lion? No, people have thought that wasn't humble. That's not humble. No, you're supposed to come and plead at the gates of heaven. Oh, please, God, I know we're so unworthy. I know we're so unworthy and, and we don't deserve it. But please, if you could see your way. Some way, somehow. And God, please make the devil leave us alone. <laughs> He's just kicking us up and down the street. Please, if you if you could help us out. Some way. Now, maybe not exactly those words, but is that the spirit no. of how Christians think you're supposed to pray and you're supposed to think? Does the Bible tell you to come to the gate of heaven and beg? No. Didn't it say... Come boldly before the throne of grace to get mercy and get help in the time of need. To come how? To come how? What does that mean? Is groveling and begging the same as boldly? Is it? Religion has taught the church to be beggars. But real believers are not beggars. Real believers are righteous ones. And the righteous ones are bold as a lion. Uh, Oh, it bothers religious folks when you talk like this. I know it does, but I know who else it bothers. It bothers the devil. Because the last thing he wants is millions Of bold believers. Rising up in the earth. Shutting him down. Right and left. Kicking him out. Come on are you listening? Messing up his playhouse. Oh he's worked long and hard. To develop. Doctrines contrary to the New Testament. To keep people. To keep you and me. To keep believers in a continuous state of shame and guilt and condemnation. Because if we are, we will be faithless and powerless. And no threat to him and no help to anybody. Weak. Defeated. Sin consciousness causes you to pull back, draw back and fear and in the kingdom of God that's not how you get anywhere you got to be bold and step forward step out stretch forth your hand press through the crowd don't we see this is how people get their miracles not sitting back in the corner of the house playing humble it's not humility it's a perversion of humility it's not real humility Real humility is acknowledging, yeah, I'm bold, but the only reason I got to be bold is because of what Jesus did. It's not based on what I did. I didn't get this for myself. He got it for me, but he did get it for me, and I got it. And I'm not going to sit in the corner and be quiet about it, because it's real, and it's powerful, and it's strong. (laughs) Can you say glory to God? Let me tell you some symptoms of those who've not yet found out they're righteous, who either haven't heard it or haven't believed it. They're afraid. They're ashamed. They're condemned. They're always feeling guilty about something. They're always feeling they deserve punishment. When bad things happen, they go, I figured. Yeah wonder what that was for because I've done a lot of bad stuff I knew it was coming they're always talking about how unworthy they are about what sinners they are they're continuously saying please forgive me their prayers constant begging even when they're not talking about a specific thing forgive you of what oh I don't know I've just missed it so many ways I just, what are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's not okay. Well, shouldn't we just, you know, ask the Lord to forgive us for all the things we don't know about? No. That's just being easily duped into receiving condemnation and living in a continuous state. If I missed it, I want to know it so I can make it right. But I'm not just going to get guilty because you said I did. Because that undermines my faith. If I'm going to do you any good today. I can't be mealy-mouthed about it. I needed to study in faith. Believing we could have something worth something this morning. I needed to pray in faith. I need to step up here and act like I know God is real. I need to preach this word like it's true. Because it is. And you'll find this. The bolder you are, the more results you'll see. When you're bold about it, it happens. When you're bold about it, it comes to pass. It's not humility to come in and go, well, I don't know. Some people believe it. Some say it's not. Y'all probably know more about this than I do. (laughs) In other words, don't pay much attention to me. I'm just an old sinner doing the best I can and and it ain't much. Really. No, it ain't much. But in other words, why'd you come? In other words, why are we bothering with this? Do we even know God's real? Do you know? Can somebody help me? (laughs) Now you're laughing. But isn't there some form of this? And church people have been so confused and mistaught that they think, bless his heart, look how humble he is. (laughs) No, he's weak and ineffective and faithless and full of fear and doesn't believe the Bible. Do you believe the Bible? Yes. Are you righteous ones? Yes. Been made righteous? Yes. Made righteous yes. Yes. by the blood of the Lamb. Yes. And by faith in that blood. Yes. And the word of your testimony. Yes. And the righteous are bold. 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 Somebody say bold. Those who haven't found out they're righteous, if they do pray, it's mostly begging. And a lot of times don't have the confidence to pray for themselves, but always asking somebody else, would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Why don't you pray for yourself? Could you just pray? (laughs) Well, it's all right for us to pray for you but I'm not supposed to do all your praying for you any more than I'm supposed to do all your washing and drying and house cleaning for you. You need to do your own praying. Do your own believing. I'm serious. Before you're going to be effective in that, you got to have the confidence that I can come boldly before the throne of grace and he will hear me. Not me plus. Just me. In the name of Jesus. Those who don't know they're righteous. They put up with all manner of destruction in their life. Secretly believing they deserve it. They put up with all kind of stuff. Secretly thinking well. I have failed in so many ways. (laughs) They don't use the name of Jesus. Authoritatively. Against problems. They don't. They never speak to things. (laughs) They never speak to the devil and tell him to shut up and get out now. (laughs) Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. They never do that. In fact, they talk ugly about those that do. (laughs) Those who haven't found out they're righteous in him, they have little or no joy, little or no peace, little or no strength. Little or no power. They do not act boldly on the word. But do you know what a righteous man or woman looks like and sounds like? You don't have to wonder. Because we got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John telling us, showing us what a righteous man prays like. What a righteous man talks like. What a righteous man. How the righteous man deals with the enemy. And his stuff. Jesus. Amen. The righteous. Amen. And it's his righteousness. We've been made righteous with. How did he pray? <laughs> That's the word isn't it? How did he pray? Ooh, somebody say Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you, 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 Lord. Do you remember Jesus in, uh, what is it, John 11, when Lazarus had died? Do you remember that? Amen. And Jesus went out there. You know, they, he waited and didn't come for the first several days. And then when he did go, Lazarus was already dead. In fact, both sisters, uh, you can tell they kind of feel hard at Jesus. They said, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. They don't understand why he didn't come. They don't understand he's there now. (laughs) You know a lot of times when it looks like it's too late, it's not. Don't quit believing. (laughs) And so he stood out there and he told them, take away the stone. They said, Lord, he stinks by now. He's been dead for days. (laughs) He said, didn't I tell you that if you would believe, you will see the glory of God. That is the opposite of seeing is believing. No, if you believe, you'll see. And thank God they did. And then he he looked up and he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me. And I know you always hear me. Do you pray like that? I said, do you pray like that? (laughs) Oh, no. Then you found a better way than praying like Jesus? I've had people take me to task, write me ugly grams, go, well, who do you think you are? You're just trying to act just like Jesus. I said, I thought that was the idea. You know somebody else I should be acting like? You got a better example? (laughs) No, that is the idea. Jesus said, if you believe on me, the works I do, you will do also. Didn't he say it? And greater works than these shall you do? Because I go to my father. Do you believe on him? Yes. Then you're supposed to pray like him, talk like him, walk like him, act like him. Do you believe if you'd have been there when Jesus walked up to that tomb, or when Jesus spoke to a demon possessed man, or when he spoke to the wind and waves, do you think it'd be have a lot in common, like you were looking to the eye of a lion? When he said, peace, be still. Do you reckon you just thought you heard a lion roar? Yeah. When you looked in his eye. You said, yeah, 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 but that's Jesus. That's Jesus. And of course, you're nothing like him. Really? You're nothing like him. The blood of Jesus hasn't done anything for you. Redemption hasn't done anything for you. Well, when we die, and later on we're going to be glorified so the blood of Jesus wasn't enough it's going to take death which is an enemy to perfect you and finish what the blood couldn't do no somebody say no no No. 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 beloved now are we the sons of God oh somebody say now now Right now, we are are. the sons of God. How do sons of God act? Like Jesus. Like Jesus. Jesus is the son of God. He's the firstborn of many brethren. How are you supposed to pray? I'm supposed to pray like Jesus. How did he pray? Boldly. He said, Father, I thank you that you hear me always I know you hear me but I said it for those that are listening and then he looked down and said Lazarus come forth how do you think he said it how do you think he said it Lazarus hey buddy you in there Lazarus can you hear me Can you hear me now? (laughs) What do y'all think? What should we do now? Yes, but Brother Keith that's Jesus. So you're not supposed to act like him. There's another way you're supposed to act. There's another way you're supposed to pray. Not like him. Who are you imitating? (laughs) 1 John 2 says, He that says... He abides in him ought to walk as he walked. Do you say I'm in him? Yeah. Then the Bible says you ought to walk like he walked. Said out loud. I've been made righteous, been made righteous. with his righteousness. With his righteousness. I, pray like he prays. I pray like he prays. I speak like he speaks. I, speak like he speaks. I walk like he walks. Walk like he walks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. It it was one of the things that was shocking to those who first heard Him. You remember that? Because when He spoke, you remember it's recorded in uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It said when they heard Him, they said, He don't speak like the scribes. (laughs) He doesn't talk like the Pharisees. He speaks with authority. Somebody say He speaks with authority. He speaks with authority. And I'm reading in Mark one twenty-two. Just put it up on the screen for us. Mark one twenty-two said they were astonished at his doctrine. Astonished is a strong word. Their jaw was dropped. They were like, Whoa. Why? Because of the way he taught them. He didn't teach them like the scribes. Now, how are the scribes teaching? After careful study, we have found that. The etymological meaning of this could mean this. And Dr. So-and-so thinks. And there is a general consensus that if you agree that you could this, and it could be. But it's very subjective and everyone has their own. Jesus said, I have come from him. And the Spirit of the Lord is on me today, right now. <laughs> Woo. And the hair stood up on the back of their neck, and their goosebumps were double parked on their arms, and they thought, Woo! we never heard preaching like this before. <laughs> and, and, and they had miracles. Woo, people got healed. People got set free. The blind could see. The deaf could hear. The dead were raised. You'll never see miracles with this mousy, mealy-mouthed, begging, praying. Come on, are you listening to me? You will not see it because it's not faith, not arrogant, but bold. Somebody say, bold. bold. They said he taught them as one that had authority, not as the scribes. And they were all amazed, insomuch that they questioned themselves and they said, What thing is this? What new doctrine, new teaching is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. Amen. You believe it? Yes. You believe Jesus was absolutely fearless. In the face of storms. In the face of disease. Remember the Bible said Peter's mother-in-law had a great fever. I guess she's delirious, near dead with the fever. And the Bible said Jesus stood over and rebuked the fever. Not Peter's mother-in-law. And he's not praying. He's talking to a fever. I remember years ago I read that and saw it for the first time. I thought, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jesus is not praying to the Father. And he's not talking to Peter's mother-in-law. He's talking to a fever. (laughs) I thought, can a fever hear? And I read the next verse and it said, and it left her immediately. I thought, yep. Fevers can hear. Wonder if you boldly spoke to a fever. Boldly spoke to your hormone levels. Boldly spoke to your indigestion. Come on. Is somebody listening in here? Boldly speak to your blood pressure. Boldly. Boldly. It's your body. It's your organs. It's your blood. It's your nerves. If your kidney's not acting right, don't go into begging mode, scared mode. Get that lion look in your eye. Amen. If you need to growl a little bit, growl. I laugh at Phyllis's little dogs. They're about that big and they go, Row. oh boy, that's a bad dog.
1: About
0: to lick my foot. And you may feel like you're that little pup on the outside, but you got somebody inside you that is the greater one, the same one that hovered over the face of the deep, the same one that raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah! And if you will speak in His name, boldly, demons leave. Disease leaves. And there are times you need to get a look in your eye and go, kidneys, I'm talking to you. You will function right. Function normally. In Jesus' name, you're not begging God. You're doing what he told you to do. When you know you're righteous, you pray like the righteous. You deal with the devil like the righteous, which is to say not begging and not in fear. You do it like the righteous one did it. You do it like Jesus did it. And don't tell me you've got a better example to follow or there's a better way to do it. And you don't need to wait till you feel like it because it's all by faith. Can you say amen? Amen. Look with me in the book of Acts. Are we a part of the same church that we read about in the book of Acts? Do we have the same gospel, same name of Jesus, same Holy Spirit? Same great commission. Yes, yes, yes. In fact, the book of Acts is still being written. You and I are in chapter 3 million or whatever it is. But is the Holy Spirit still doing things in the earth through the church? Yes. book of Acts is still ongoing. I want you to notice in the book of Acts chapter 4. Whoo, hallelujah. Acts 4 and 13. These guys, the leaders of the Jews, have threatened Peter and John, and they know they mean business. I mean, this is some of the same folks that killed Jesus and have killed others, and they're telling them, you do not preach or teach any more in this name. Now, why, why are they so upset about this? See, there's something else behind this, something spiritual. Who is it that doesn't want them preaching and teaching boldly in the name of Jesus? It's the devil. It shuts him down. It'll stop him. And so he's influencing these ungodly people, even though they claim to be spiritual. They're ungodly, don't even know God. And when they said it, Peter and John got right up and looked at them with those lion eyes. And they said, you tell us what you think. Should we listen to you or God? We've got to tell what we have seen and heard. We know He's alive. We know He's risen from the dead. And every time they say it, they'd go, Oh, oh, good saying. It. Shush, hush, shut up. Why? Huh? Because the devil can't stand it. When they perceived they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. It's like those other guys were astonished. Why? And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Why? Because they're acting like him. I said they're acting like him. Man, Jesus walked into a place. The devil tried to do things. He said, I said, shut up and get out. There's a door. He'd speak to withered hands. He'd speak to eyes. He'd speak to ears. He'd speak to the wind. He'd speak to the waves. Somebody said, yeah, but that's Jesus, brother. I know. I know. Why is he doing it? He's doing it as a man. Isn't he doing it as a man? And how can he tell us if you believe on me, the same things I've done, you'll do? If he did it as God, how can we believe that? I'm not God. You're not God. But, but, if he did it as a man, anointed with the Holy Spirit, as a bold righteous man right. and he would make us righteous yeah. and give us that same spirit yeah. and give us the authority of his name yeah. then we can see the glorious yeah. possibility yeah. of walking like he walked yeah. talking like he talked right. praying like he prayed yeah. dealing with the devil like he dealt with the devil yeah. yeah. said out loud the righteous, the righteous. Are bold as, a lion. bold as a lion. Hallelujah. Acts 4.31. When they didn't listen to their threats. And they went back. And they told their bunch. They said you know let's pray. And they prayed oh God. Grant that we may speak your word with all boldness. <laughs> back up to verse 30. 29 excuse me. They said Lord. Look at their threatenings. They said, they're going to kill us. <laughs> and could you please help us? Because I don't want to die. <laughs> oh, God. They said, they're going to kill us. Is that how a lot of Christians pray? Yes. Is that how you're supposed to pray? No. It's not how you're supposed to pray. This is how you're supposed to pray. Lord, you hear all that stuff they said? Here's what we want. More <laughs> boldness. More boldness. <laughs> Are they planning on stopping? No. no. Lord, grant unto your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Keep going, verse 30. By stretching forth your hand to heal and signs and wonders may be done by the name of the holy child Jesus. That's what they just got in trouble for. Isn't it? Healing of the man at the gate called beautiful. What do they say? Oh God, we got to have some more of this. Yeah, They said they're going to kill you. Lion eyes. Do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who's in us? We can't hush. If we shut up, the rocks would cry out. By stretching forth your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of your holy child, Jesus. Read the next verse. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. When you're bold, It reaches through and contacts the Spirit. When you're fearless, it's an evidence of faith. Another word for boldness is confidence. One literal definition is all outspokenness and freedom to speak. Bold to speak, free to speak. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the Word of God with boldness. Look at the Amplified on that. The Amplified, when they had prayed, the place in which they were assembled was shaken. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they continued to speak the Word of God with freedom and boldness and courage. That's what the word translated bold means. It also means freely and it means courageously. How do you pray? I pray freely and boldly and courageously. How do you speak to the devil? Freely, boldly, courageously. How do you deal with problems? Freely, boldly, courageously. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. And skip down to the 14th chapter of Acts. And I think I'm closing. Acts 14, verse 3. 14.3 14.3 says, long time, therefore abode they They stayed in that place doing what? Speaking boldly, speaking boldly, which means freely and courageously as well, in the Lord. And as a result, what was the result of their boldly speaking in the Lord? He gave testimony to the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. The Bible said in Mark they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them confirming the word. Amen. What word? The word they boldly, courageously, freely spoke. Hallelujah. You don't get results in miracles when you say, well, you just never know what God's going to do. Well, then the person that you're listening to never knows what to believe or what to expect. Well, we don't know. Sometimes God says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says wait a while. Really? Where's that verse? We just, you know, we don't understand. And there is a lot we don't understand. But I tell you what, you better be bold about what you do understand. Otherwise, you get no results. You got to be confident. You got to come boldly before the throne of grace. Walk in there like you're supposed to be there. No arrogance. You know, except for what Jesus did, you didn't have a shot getting in there. Right? And yet, because of what he did, you got a right. You got a right to come right on in. And for God to hear you. And you got a right to stand up and look the devil in the eye with lion-like boldness. And shut him down. And put him out. And put a stop to it. Speak to your body. Speak against disease. Speak against lack. Speak against problems. Do it with bold expectation that it will happen. I know some folks don't like it. The devil don't like it either. But you can't let their confusion keep you from getting results. And shut you down and hinder you and stop you. What does the scripture say? The righteous are what? Put it back up again. We'll close with this. Proverbs 28.1. What did it say? You can stand on your feet. You already know it. I think you're going to be quoting it today. The wicked flee when nobody's chasing them. Because of what? That's fear. What are they going? Who? what was that? What was that? Who? I'm gone. There was nothing there. Nobody was chasing him. But what does the lion do? He doesn't even get up. <laughs> he just looks up like, you know you don't want to come over here. <laughs> see right there, that's what I did to the last thing that came over here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We may need to study lions for a few weeks here. Every chance you get to see one, look at them. I mean, when you look at him, you go, okay, all right, lion me, <laughs> lion, am I, let me practice this. Mm.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in the lion's gaze, there's no put on. Is there? There's no put on. There's no, he's not trying to impress you. <laughs> he's not trying to work up something. He's not trying to con you. It's just absolute fearlessness, yeah. total Confidence. You can never be this in yourself, but you can be it in Him. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Praise you, Lord. Just close your eyes, and lift up your hands. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I believe it, I believe it. and I receive it. I receive it. I am the righteous. And I have full confidence because of it. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.